All right. What's up? How are you? I'm good. Thanks, man. How you doing? Good. Good. So far, so good. <laughs> good. Where are you? Where is this uh, lovely awesome office basement that you're located? Or uh, I shouldn't say it's a basement. Uh, it is not. That's just a background. That's actually oh, our, our background in our office. Oh, dope. Yeah, I didn't even that. It looks. It looked at first. It just looked so natural. I didn't think of it as the, the background. That's right. Funny. Right. It's just like just natural. But that's actually our our office. Yeah. So Plus, it's actually reasonable. The other ones I've seen are like the moon and a deserted island, and I'm like, of course they're not really there. <laughs> like that one seems really reasonable. I'm just like, oh, or they cool. just there's a new update to it. Uh, and actually, believe it or not, you can do video in it. Hold on, I'm gonna switch it really quick. Right, yeah. One of the guys I was talking to had like a palm tree swaying in the breeze type of thing, so it looked really natural. It's like this one, something like that. Yeah, exactly. And you're just that like, one. Yeah, yeah. If it did, if you weren't wearing like a Nike fleece, I'd think you're really on the beach right now. Right? Yeah, and I've always been really moving because you can actually you can kind of yeah. see it, but it's like, yeah. so that's funny. Yeah, it's uh, cool, man. What's going on? How are you? Uh, I'm all you right. Know? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um. You know, things have been good. Uh, weirdly enough, I was kind of trying to think of like marketing things to talk about before I came on. And um, uh, this is so for me, it's kind of like I'm catching up with people and yeah. I'll ask you one or two questions. That's really what it is. We're just recording it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, how I, that's how I like to do it. So, yeah, no, I guess I was just trying to think. <laughs> I've been asking so many people about how their own situations are. I was trying to like summarize my own situation, I guess. But, um, uh, Personally, we are good. Uh, my family and I escaped New York on like the 14th, 13th of March. Uh, and we're now trying to ride things out down in the Atlanta area. So we're just, um, everybody's happy and healthy. And my mother-in-law was just kind enough to let us come stay at her house. And she, um, we got a lot of space and everything like that. So um, just doing our part to stay out of the public right now. And, um, and from, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. everybody else, right? Right, exactly. And from a work standpoint, we've been blessed to be um, relatively busy. So we work with um, government agencies. We have a platform that lets government agencies digitize paperwork. And as you could imagine, like takes a pandemic to whip everybody into shape and actually start taking some action on the government side of things. So um, we've seen a sales cycle that normally takes like six months, get crunched down to 24 hours as people start to actually like kick things into hyperdrive. So um so it's been weirdly yeah. enough, weirdly enough, we, you know, we aren't, we are still a startup, so we aren't free of our own. It's not like we're, we're not Zoom over here. We still um, issued company-wide pay cuts. <laughs> we still issued company-wide pay cuts and everybody's kind of tightened the belt to, on the side of the budget to make things work longer here. Um, but, you know, the initial indications are that government agencies at the, at the least are ready to move quickly on some things. So we've been, we've been fortunate from that standpoint so far. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. How are you guys getting by? So good. Uh, so far, so good. good. Um, you know, obviously you go into a, a mode of like, all right, we need to figure out what is there cuts we need to like cost cutting stuff, right? We haven't yeah. cut salaries. I mean, we're, we're there. We're, we're looking at different things. We're in an interesting world of we're not, um, we're not, we're specialized in e-commerce, but it's such a broad thing. And we have so many different clients that, I mean, we have a client that just, strangely enough, last week had one of their best ever weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like ever. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're, we're okay. I mean, we're still looking forward to things and, and 
I mean, looking at different, you know, specialties, but overall, okay. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a tricky time. So, yeah, I think everybody in that initial react, like reactive phase was trying to figure out, um, just tell the line of like, how do we stay in business, but how do we continue to move things forward? And so, um, it's tricky, but I think there are still people out there. The economy is still moving in some places and there are still some people willing to spend money or need things. And um, there are ways for businesses to find new lines of business to keep going on too. Right. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you guys, I mean, there's higher education has a shift, you know, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can do. Yeah. Um, my wife, my wife works in, my wife does florals for weddings and events and obviously new business for her has like all but dried up, but for the time being, um, but then we came down to Atlanta and she started to kind of work her social network and has now created a side hustle where she's doing on-demand flower delivery and um, like just buying up all the flowers at Trader Joe's and bringing them home and like doing arrangements on some, in some super cheap bases and you know selling them for what half of what she might sell for back in new york but friends of friends and or people who are in different cities who have family down here are like writing in to say like hey you know i'd like to have a, a an arrangement dropped off to my mom or my dad or whoever down the street and yeah. so she's actually been like to, and there's some small markets trying to figure out how to like create new revenue streams so they're ordering in bulk and still just selling out of the next to the coffee shop or whatever so um yes there's yeah. it's weird there's like small pockets of opportunity that are out there yeah i mean economy's not gonna close um as much as you see all the bad news i mean it's still moving right it's still moving forward can't yeah. really stop right. you know there's still that stuff going on so yes is it um no means that it sucks and today's number really really sucks you know yeah um but I think overall, people are like, well, okay, we're going to get out of this. Like, we can't just sit on our hands and do nothing, you know? Yeah. You still have yeah. families to support. You still have those kind of things going on. So, yeah. How are you holding up as, a, as the head of an agency and, and someone whose those decisions fall to you? How are you holding up from a mental <laughs> and health <laughs> standpoint? <laughs> that, well, that first week was interesting. Yeah. Um, other than that, we're good. I mean, we're, you know as much as we have an office, we've been built remotely. So for us, it's that it's just going back into um, making sure we all have, you know, calls and check-ins over communication with everybody. Um, you know, my business partner, and I went back to having a call every single day and the end nice. of the day because it's partly what we do. Um, but it's just like standard. That's what we do when we're not in the same place. Um, being in the same place, like I'm, I'm in Philly now. So, yeah. Um, has changed. I've been Philly for most two years. Um, so having an office being the same one, we just it, it's we're better. We work better when we're in the same office, and we like having it. But end of the day, like for us, it's all remote. Um, yeah. You know, our clients are remote, our staff is remote, but we just don't have to work that way. So for us, it's really not a big deal. You know, when it comes to that, um, it's just you know, it's kind of pausing for this first two three weeks and not over like checking on clients making sure they're good and they're doing their thing with how we can help but also not over you know bugging them because mm -hmm. everybody's in the crazy mode right but then the day now you got to plan for how we come out of this what is next what's next six months kind of might look like and then another day day by day 
It's yeah. one day at a time. You know, um, I, the biggest thing is just making sure your family's all healthy and, and good. Yeah. Yeah. You got to recenter on priorities, right? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it is true. I have a buddy up in upstate New York that I've talked to and he and his wife are expecting. We, gosh, we have a couple of friends who are sort of expecting in the summertime. Mm -hmm. So that, that for me, our, we have one who's 16 months old. That's our first and he's fine. And he's just running around trying to cut his teeth at this point. Um, but like, uh, I can't I imagine having that kid right now, like oh, no. just yeah. literally having a brain. Right. So, yeah, you know, we're in that moment of, you know, getting there but it's yeah. not we, my wife and i talked about this and we were like this would be i don't even know <laughs> so like so terrifying we had, yeah and i mean it's happening that successful deliveries are happening for sure and you know got there's some god out there who has made the maybe who has seemingly made infants and children like less susceptible to this so um at least there's some some kind of mercy in that i guess um but i can't you know, friends who I've seen had, you know, they had to deliver and the husband's not even let into the hospital while the mother's in labor. And that would be, I would have been crushed if I couldn't have been there for, for the birth of my son. So it would have been tough. Yeah. But you know what? It's, you know, it's, it's at a moment of time that just some of that just got to be forgiven, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say too, you know, from, from, from looking at what comes next standpoint, like I, I find myself watching a little bit of TV right now and amazed at how quickly TV ads have like pivoted. And then, Oh, that's and, my favorite. Like I weirdly now that's my favorite thing. Yeah. There's a guy on Twitter. I'll have to send you a link for it. This guy, um, I just shared it this morning. His name's uh, Matt Bouchelle. And he does, he, he has this amazing imitation of John Oliver and he does these other like really great, impersonations but then he just did this reel of like commercials that are now that this whole thing has happened like what commercials are doing and you know his imitations are like um it's a cold time out there in the world cold like the rockies that's why we here at Coors Light have <laughs> and he just like cuts it right before he gets to the tagline but you like you just know and he's like something like we you need something bright and fruity to to pick you up. That's why we here at Fruity Pebbles have partnered with Red Cross to like, <laughs> just cuts. So, but well, I'm also surprised that, that I'm not like more. Ones, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I was saying that my, my favorite ones are um, that first two weeks where all the fast food restaurants, all of a sudden went, hey, you can't come in, but you can order online and we'll deliver it to you, right? Like all of a sudden really quickly. And I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, to switch those commercials that quickly, right? Like it had to be, they had to film it, they had to put it out there and still be like fully okay. And, and for the most part as a consumer, I'm not finding myself turned off by the messaging, which I think is also strangely, like, I'm not like pissed at them. I'm kind of like, I think we're all in like a weird sympathetic, somewhat empathetic mode where it's like, yeah, that sucks. Also, I'm only grocery shopping, so good luck to you. But I mean, like, Good luck, Taco Bell, and your yeah. free Taco Tuesday. But I mean, uh, you know, it, it, I'm not like completely turned off by it. I think, it, I think, as a whole, we we found we had that same week. We had a week where we were like, shut everything down, let's figure this out. But that was like Monday, and kind of that those windows that we operate now in are so much faster and smaller. So it's like Monday, we're like, shut everything down. Wednesday, we're like, we're not hearing any negative feedback from some errant sales emails that went out. And by Friday, it was like, I think we can kind of start to like 
reach back out to people and sell like we were just with some different benefits and values to like what we do. And, you know, the next week we started to turn back on like search ads and, and saw some inbounds coming in and, you know, by and large, I'm actually hearing in some PR message groups, you know, reporters are kind of like now just flaming anybody who sends in coronavirus related pitches. And in some cases Imagine they're that. like, yeah, and in some cases they're like, I'm just happy you didn't try to wrap this in a coronavirus story. It's just straightforward product news. And sure, I'll cover it because I'm just like glad you're not trying to angle this into the thing that's happening. Um, so yeah. like they, they were now ready for a return to some normalcy in that on this PR and marketing side of things. Well, there's so much of it, right? Like how much do you want? People want other news, right? Like it's right. just too much. It's overbearing. It is. Yeah. Totally yeah. overbearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's, the, what's the climate like in Philadelphia? How's everybody doing there? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, our numbers are, you know, like everybody else, it's pretty rising, but um, I think the worst numbers we got actually this year, this today was obviously the unemployment, but we're also the largest unemployment numbers. Mm, interesting. Philly is, it's like double what the second city is. So definitely got hit crazily. Yeah. Um, so that's like any, like, um, I have a buddy that lives in Atlanta too. So um, how's Atlanta right now? It's fine. We're actually in Marietta. So we're like north and a little bit east of the mm -hmm. city itself. Um, but I think I was just reading the the Atlantic today and a couple other news outlets, time, the New York Times, I think, are reporting how it looks like it's going to hit this region harder. People were less willing to accept that this was a major problem and less willing. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm reading. I, I think people I know here have taken it pretty seriously for the most part. And I know for us, like my mother-in-law, our friends who were nearby, or my brother-in-law, like we've all been adhering to just social distancing. We all went like at least 16 days after we got down here before we really ventured out of the house to do anything. Um, but it looks like news is starting to say, well, some of these governors have been a bit slow to respond and therefore they may have done themselves a disservice Georgia in particular is having a pretty bad day today because the governor came on to say, well, we didn't know that asymptomatic people can actually spread this virus. And people on Twitter are like, this, like, bro, the CDC is in Atlanta. How did you not know that this, that asymptomatic carriers can spread this thing? Science people, science. That's right. Uh, well, the same thing with Florida, right? Florida's got hit. Um, you know, I have a buddy in D.C., in the United States, in Washington State, and they were the first ones to hit with this. And he, uh, we were on a call with, and he came on and he was like, this is me. Like, usually I see him, like, outside having a cigar, uh, you know, just on his deck. This was like, he's on that, there's a company, but he also is on uh, inside of the government, too. And he was he was in a war room basically in full khakis and he was like shit is about to get real yeah. and we we're like freak um yeah. so then I, I knew it was just not gonna be fun yeah yeah and it's interesting now because at, being in new york like on the on the 9th of new york that was like a monday i was like starting to read a lot of stuff online going like ah oh, this is gonna be this feels like it's gonna be a bad thing and on the 10th, that was like the last day I went into work. Um, and then at least on the subway and in New York, it was just 
felt like it was more present and like there was a lot mm -hmm. more urgency. Um, so then to come down to Atlanta, I was like, all this pressure felt like it was off because nobody here is really didn't seem that worried about it. Like people weren't really, we were still doing yeah. some social distancing thing, but it hadn't really caught on here. And, um, and I think we're, you know, a week or two behind everything, the urgency at least. So now it's, I'm, I'm interested to see what like this weekend and next week is like. And then I talked to a friend of mine this morning in Cleveland, who's going to be called up to start working in their clinic um, very soon. And, you know, he was like last week, I was riding my bike into work and you know, it's not uncommon to see a helicopter drop off, but I saw four helicopters waiting to drop people off. And he's like, that's when I was like, Oh man, it's coming. It feels like a storm. And it's like, it's about to like come ashore here. Um, so I think for the rest of the country, it's yeah, yeah. it feels like if, yeah, it feels like the, the East coast, the Northeast and the Northwest got hit. And then now it's like, coming in basically it's turning yeah. you know all these other places so we it's gonna be interesting few few months yeah. yeah what are you doing to stay busy outside of work and hang and take care of the family and hanging out i mean any new hobbies you picked up uh no we just work uh, my wife and i just work and hang out and uh it's funny because uh, uh she's actually right there right next to me literally next to me uh, <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it's funny because we we um for some reason we always said that uh we couldn't work in the same room but we've never tested it yeah yeah, so, yeah. and now we work literally in the same room and exactly. stay in the same room and whatever it works for us we barely, like barely pay attention to each other and when we're, we're doing work so it's been fine um so that um actually my other hobby is picking up the show uh yeah just catching up with people and i was just like i'm just gonna do it and then i was like well i might as well record it yeah and it's just been steady it's funny um i haven't really like promoted it i will um you know try to take that first two weeks of like is this gonna be a thing and every time every person i talk to they just drop some gold in there because i ask them some questions like you yeah. know like i don't have to ask you what do you do because you already said it um it just works out. And it's funny that you posted it. Like, I'm just going to do a checkup show. And I'm like, this is exactly what I'm that's doing. What do. I'm like, yeah. that's all I want. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, we, we don't, there's, you know, obviously we're not going anywhere. I'm the only people we see is each other. And, um, it's just great. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. Um, we actually are really good at just being together all the time. Yeah. Um, it's good. But you check up on people and like having this conversation and like it, there's no better time than the present to do it. Yeah. That be, that's be like so much more apparent, right? It's like weird. It took this to, for me to really kind of reconnect with some people to your point, like getting my feet, getting our feet underneath us for two weeks. And now all of a sudden, it's almost like you hit that two week mark and you start going beyond. I'm like, all right, cool. Like what new thing, what ideas are popping into my head now that I've come to terms with a new normal. Um, yeah. And, and you kind of start to do that. Um, that was, and the idea that I had was really started off as more of like this humorous thing where I was just like, it's, it's hard to answer the question, how's it going these days? Because it's like, there's a lot of gravity there and you have to um, weigh how much you really want to share with the other person who's asking you that. Part of me was like, the, yeah. the idea for mine was almost like, I'll just ask somebody, how's it going? And then they'll just take like this really long pause and then it'll just end. <laughs> <laughs> be like how's it going and they're like well and we're like well that's all the time we have for today 
<laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, but, you know, for the most part, I, I also just, good. I mean, you know, the humorous part of it is that's where my, yeah, when yeah, things, yeah. when shit hits the fan for me, I usually um, think, try to laugh through it. So, yeah. I, am I, am I like, the way I feel about it is um, you got to, everybody's in the same boat. This, this thing is not, you know, it's not like financial crisis, right? everybody's literally in the same boat right now. And and there's no, this thing doesn't discriminate. It just goes. Um, so everybody, there's no playbook for this. Nobody knows really what's going to happen. Nobody knows what the plan is. Like all those things are out the window, right? So you take a day at a time and people figure it out as they go along, you know, yeah. um, what the difference is now than, you know, the only thing you really compare to is the Spanish flu, right? But that was a long, long time ago. At least there's technology around right now. Yeah. You know, that the progression of, of trying to help with it is faster and better and everybody jumped in. That's the beauty. I think that's a, the, watching people just jump into helping is the beautiful thing. Yeah, I agree. Even if that helping means just staying home and watch TV, it's not a terrible way to help out. But, <laughs> but, it, but I think there is that part of it that every little bit, like hearing somebody share a sentiment or an idea that resonates with you or that you have that realization that you're not you're not alone in thinking that way is like comforting, right? Mm -hmm. Cause right now the isolation of it makes you think, well, am I the only one that's really worried about this thing right now? But in some parts, in some capacities, it's like hearing that somebody, some other people share that concern or have that idea and like, all right, cool. Like I'm not just going crazy in my basement working all day and thinking these things like other people are right there with me and you're, you're reminded of that. And I think that helps. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Outside. Press some buttons now. Um, yeah. So, was that, uh, we talked about like kind of what you guys do? Um, what do you, what is that you do for the company itself? Um, I am my title. My official title is the director of demand gen. Um, we have a really lean team where we work. We have a, a number of different sales um, players at different levels. And um, I spend a lot more of my time just doing general marketing activities, I would say. I think for us, demand gen, in the government space, it's, it's a bit underserved by helpful content. Like in a B2B SaaS world, there's like marketers understood that helpful content, if you threw enough of it into the world, could get, your, get the attention of your target audience. And so they've been doing that for a long time. But I'm not sure that marketing to government agencies has caught up to that idea or has done that idea well. I think it's like the quick version of the think of the best marketers that are out there right now, you know, sumo heavy um, drift. Uh, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, whoever you, whoever comes to mind, right. They're doing like authentic, empathetic, really helpful content, deep dive content, giving away content for free. And I think much like the target audience of the government agencies, the government marketers, you know, they're asked to do more with less. Um, and which a lot of times means you kind of just streamline the process and you don't get as deep a dive on it as, as you can. And therefore there's a, I think there's a need to just share best practices, give people more helpful information, more engaging content, tell the stories of the people who are actually sitting at those desks. And so to help our demand gen efforts, I do spend a lot more of my time trying to like connect with our current partners um, to actually hear their stories or see what they're like. And then figure out if there's a way to like tell that story as a part of saying, 
And also we sell software that can help you be like this person out in one of your counterpart right. or neighboring counties or whatever. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely go in and spend a lot of time in HubSpot and help optimize emails and try to think of different ways that we can do clever webinars or um, clever download pieces, whatever it may be, work on our digital ads, just got done like shooting a 60 second video demo and uploading that to LinkedIn to see if we can get some people interested in, in taking a look at the platform. Um, but, um, less of maybe what is becoming a, the direct, that demand gen component can be so many different things. And I think I fall on the side of the content creation and creative content ideas. And then we have another guy who's a great executioner and I just, I hand a lot of that content off to him to, to put out into the world. So. Cool. Yeah, it's been great, man. I, I, I actually, you know, I worked, I think when you and I met, I was working at Olark, um, Olark, such mm -hmm. a great company, great people. They're still doing really well. Learned a lot from that company. Um, after I finished at Olark, I went off to a company called Daily Pay, which is based in New York City. And they're doing a really cool thing wherein they, um, they've built a system that allows employees to take advances on their paycheck at a like steeply discounted rate that a normal, um, what do you call it? Like paychecks type of place or a cash advance type of place would. Um, and they're basically like flipping the whole idea of payroll on its head. And um, they're making some really great inroads there and, and learned a lot. I think that Olark didn't really have a traditional sales team. So at Daily Pay, I got to work alongside this huge, really aggressive, I don't want aggressive to sound negative here. They were great people and they really knew their stuff and they really got out there and educated the market on what they were selling. Um, it was the first time really seeing how marketing and sales had to interact with each other and how the cool stuff we were doing in marketing needed to be systematized and given to the salespeople so that they could put it to good use. Um, and then I found seamless stocks through a, a common contact actually, and they just had a need to sort of rebuild the marketing operation there. And it felt like the right opportunity for the right time. It was a, it may be a decision I regret, down the road, I guess we'll see daily pay is doing some really cool stuff, but great people were great people there. Great people here. It was just, um, the timing felt right. So jumped over and try taking my hand and yeah. seeing what comes of it. So fair enough. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, last question before we stop recording, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what are you currently obsessed with? Um, can it be anything or do you want me to talk about, continue talking? It could be anything, literally anything. Well, I'm obsessed with, um, <laughs> I don't know how cliche this is, but like, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything more that I'm more obsessed with. Um, a couple of years ago, I just, I started picking up playing music, DJing, um, you know, started DJ last year, DJ at about five or six different weddings. My wife working in the wedding industry, you know, a few years ago, it was kind of like, well, if you ever got good at being able to play music, you know, I could always be like a built-in sales channel for you. So I kind of forgot how much I liked playing music because obviously turntables didn't fall into the category of the central things we needed as we were fleeing New York. <laughs> so I left all my yeah. gear and everything back in New York and uh, a friend of mine down here at the Atlanta area was nice enough to loan me turntables like I had back home. So I just got those up and running on Monday and I was like, damn, yeah, I really missed doing this. It's so much fun to just kind of like <laughs> go through the music catalog I have now, download my own music, like download new music, put new mixes together, put them out in the world. So, um, yeah, for me, I've always been really enthralled with music and I just love, 
um, trying to pick up new things. And I, I'm trying to learn the piano while I'm down here because we have a piano upstairs that, that I can practice on. I, I picked up the guitar a few years ago and now I'm trying to just figure out how to do piano stuff. But the DJing and the blending of music and just trying to come up with ways to take songs you would never think that should go together and put them together in some way, for me, is just like such a great escape um, from the computer. So, I, you know, I, I'm going through that and saying, I really should be saying something about how I'm obsessed with my son. <laughs> because I do that dude is like running around just learning new stuff every single day. He finally figured out if you're if the crib is in the middle of the room and I'm standing on one corner and he's standing on the other corner, he finally figured out that he can like pick which way he goes. It used to be like I would start coming after him and he would start running one direction and then I would change direction and we would just run into each other. But now he realizes that if I change directions, he should change directions and he understands the concept of getting chased and chasing now. Nice. So it's been, nice. um, that's been a fun development this week. So it's been good. <laughs> it's always good. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the chat. And, um, and Hey, you know, hang in there, keep up the good work and things are going to get better. We're going to come out on the end of this and we'll, the, the sun's going to keep coming up. So. Yeah, we will.